This is the Resilient Disciples Podcast, powered by Awana. I'm your host, Ross Cochran. Thank you for listening. This is a bonus episode of the podcast because the conversation you're about to hear was so positive, so uplifting, I couldn't wait all the way until Tuesday to share this with you. I recently met an Awana leader named Asha and one of the children in her ministry, 10-year-old Joanna. I spoke with them and Joanna's mom, Priscilla, and was blown away by all of their dedication to continuing the work of discipleship during the time of coronavirus and how connected they were to the joy that comes from our loving Father in heaven. This conversation starts with Priscilla explaining how her family got connected to Awana, but listen through the end so you can hear how Asha describes how she's managing to lead her ministry over Zoom. Lots and lots of Zooms. Thank you for listening. Here is episode 46 of the Resilient Disciples podcast. So one of my friends, she invited me to come to Havana to bring uh, Joanna. So um, uh, we just wanted to try and we came and uh, the first day, Joanna loved it. And That's it awesome. has been a blessing to us because... When we entered that place, we saw gracefulness. So Asha was one of the person I met, and uh, she spoke uh, so gracefully. And, uh, and that's been a blessing to us. We thank God for the friend who invited us. And uh, I feel it was orchestrated because through that, we came to the church. We are supposed to be. And they invited us with so much of love. And um, they have stood with us in our difficult times, which we experienced in the last year. Mm. Yeah. I didn't know Awana existed until about a year ago. And one of the Mm. coolest things for me is hearing how so many people who are having such like profound experiences with God in the context of Awana came because simply because someone invited them. And I'm reminded that um, as someone who, became a believer uh, all the way in college, just the simple power of an invitation and how people like your family are going to have a, a different trajectory knowing that, you know, uh, Joanna was blessed at such a young age. So Joanna, what do you remember way back five years ago? What do you remember about, you know, you sort of the beginning of your Awana journey? I didn't know anything. I didn't know what to do. And Everyone showed me what to do, and I learned quickly. That's awesome. You, I, I mean, you and I go way back. We've been talking now for over a minute, and I, <laughs> uh, I can tell that you're, you know, you're very smart. When you walk in on club, is club typically, I know coronavirus kind of made things a little bit differently, but when do you guys typically have your club? It's a Friday night. Okay, it's we, a Friday night. Great. Typically do it Fridays, um, and uh, we meet from uh, seven o'clock till uh, eight thirty. Nice. And Asha, how did you get connected to Awana? So um, uh, I was always involved in uh, youth uh, ministry in our church, and youth and women's ministry in my church, um, and taught in Sunday school. Uh, but one day, about nine and a half years ago, uh, one of uh, the members of our church uh, had gotten married to somebody in Florida. And uh, when he came to uh, to New York and became part of our church, he 
told us that, hey, you know, I was an Awana student in Florida, and I can only imagine what it would do if your church here in Hicksville would actually start an Awana. So we're like, what is Awana? And we had no idea. And we didn't have anything to, to check off to see what it was. But he says, you know what, Let, let's find out. And so we talked uh, to Awana headquarters, and they said, we'll send you um, a missionary to explain what it was to you. And there was a group of eight of us that met up with uh, with a, an absolute stranger. And you know, our church is an all-Indian church back then. Uh, okay. And so here is an is a Caucasian sitting with a bunch of Indians eating Indian food and talking about uh, Awana and awesome. and from the 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 first thing uh, uh, that he he told us was uh, I still remember it you know he said it is teaching kids to know God and once they know God they would love God and if they know God and love God they will serve God and I remember that triangle that he drew on the board in that room and it just it just stuck in my heart and 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 all of those eight people who were there it, it seemed like a dream so big uh, and and what would eight people do but um, I thank God that uh, you know that little inspiration that he gave and uh, and the Holy Spirit just spurred something in us and we said you know what we're just going to jump into it with whatever uh, this one person knows and and he actually became our commander for that year uh, the guy from florida and, uh, and 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 we started nine years ago with just two clubs and then when 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 everybody started coming in and it's like it doesn't have to be just for our church we can invite it to everybody in the neighborhood and all of a sudden uh, you know an only indian community became a, a multi-national community and so it became so great we went from a two club awana to a full-fledged awana from all the way up to journey and we got volunteers and it just became a great place for us to serve that's awesome that's i love that story and i love particularly how you guys were trusting God to build it one step at a time, right? That it was yeah. um, trusting to say yes to uh, an invitation with a stranger over some food um, yeah. all the way to, you know, this full-fledged club experience that can broaden your community. Yeah. I'm, I ask sort of, you know, how you both arrived at Awana because we all now have lived through a pretty strange year. Um, and mm. even though when someone's listening to this, their state or their their specific community may be in a different stage with the coronavirus pandemic. Um, but one of the most unique things about this experience is, I mean, we've all had to adjust to the same thing, but in different ways. Mm. So um, when, you know, for both you, Priscilla, as a parent, but Asha, for you as well, when you first started to kind of realize that, oh, this coronavirus thing is going to be a thing. How did you begin to process what uh, discipleship would continue to look like in light of this pandemic? So for us, uh, when we first found out that, uh, you know, there's a possibility that we're going to be closing Awana for the first week, um, you know, we emailed everybody saying, you know, we're not going to have due to what's happening. We're just going to be played safe. And so we'll let you know when we'll restart. Then the first week went and then the second week and we realized this is not going to be something where we're going to be going back to our regular Awana because our club is almost a hundred and over a hundred kids that meet uh, every Friday. And um, we knew we had to do something different. Um, and before we could figure out what to do, uh, I had a parent call me and said, Asha, 
have you ever considered Zoom? And I said, no, what is it? I've, I, I've been on a Zoom meeting, but she's like, no, 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 I'm a teacher in college and we're you seeing all our students on Zoom. Do you have a few minutes right now? And I'm like, yeah, it's 10 o'clock at night. And she's like, no, 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 just get on your phone. I'm going to invite you. And she was so persistent. It's just, you can do it. You can do it. And I said, God, um, I, I looked at it and I said, it's so doable, but I have to present it to my church and see what it is. So the next day was Saturday. I I called my pastor and he says, Ashad, no problem. Somebody talked to us about us already and our church body bought Zoom already. So here, we'll give you the license. Go ahead and use it for Awana. And we were like, oh my God, this is yeah. going to be something. We don't have to stop sharing the gospel and we don't have to stop building a relationship with children that you know stop the building process that we began in you know all these years. We can still continue to love upon them and share Jesus with them. And so we said, okay, we're going to learn how to use Zoom. I love that. That's we all had that moment of going, wait, what's Zoom? Like everyone yeah. in the world had to experience <laughs> that. So, but I love that you immediately pivoted that. And, you know, people can't, this is a podcast, so people can't see it, but just seeing the joy on your face as you yeah. um, recognize that your mission didn't have to stop, even though your methods yes. were going to change. Um, yes. uh, uh, Priscilla, how many kids do you have? I have three girls. Okay. And where does Joanna fall in that? Joanna, are you the oldest? Joanna's the oldest. You're the oldest. I, yeah. I had that sense. I'm the youngest. <laughs> and as youngest, we can always see when we're, you know, someone who's going to be making sure we stay in line. Um, I'm curious, you know, for, for you guys, this is something that, you know, Asha on the, on the leader, on the leadership side can sort of begin to kind of take in stride. And you guys are hearing this more as it comes out. So as a family, as you began to navigate what this looked like, Again, sort of take me back to March where you were processing, okay, if we're not going to be able to meet, how does discipleship continue to happen in the home? How did, you know, what was that uh, pivot like for you? So um, we teach our children God's word every day. We have family prayer. So we've been doing all that. And uh, apart from that, our church has Sunday school, Havana, and they have children's church. So we connect, all the girls connect in Zoom for all of these, nothing has stopped. So it's been going on without any uh, problems. So it's been a blessing for us because children continue to learn God's word and um, they're seeing the um, friends too, which is a great thing for them. Yeah. They're happy, yes. Yeah. And they're growing in God too. Yeah, amen. And um, so Joanna, when when you found out that you weren't gonna be able to go, go to church, what did you think? I was mad. Yeah. <laughs> what 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 uh what were you mad about? I'll ask the question that way. I was mad that there was coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> Can I tell you something? I was mad too. I was really <laughs> mad. And and then I got used to working in my bedroom, but it was it was different, right? Because you were so used to being able to see your friends and be with people as you went through this. But um what was that first Zoom like for you, Joanna, when you all of a sudden, you know, you're looking at your friends through a computer screen rather than being with them? I would rather see them face to face, but I'm glad we could at least talk together and do Awana. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I remember thinking it's really nice that this happened, like a, a little bit of a silver lining from God that this happened in 2020 rather than like when I grew up even. Uh, in the early Mm -hmm. 90s. But what I love hearing from all three of you is that all of you made a point to say that the discipleship didn't stop. The teaching didn't stop. The 
what God was up to didn't stop just because even with this big dramatic change. And I think that a lot of people who listen to this may have felt like things stopped for them. So I want to kind of fast forward into what you guys are doing now in the sort of week to week environment, because Asha, I heard that you are have how many different Zooms are you running on a typical week now? Because I heard some, you know, it's, it's like 75. There's some crazy amount of uh, logistics happening so, in your life right now. So for Awana, uh, we have five clubs. And so all of those clubs function between seven to nine. And so uh, it's, it's funny how um, many of our Awana leaders are healthcare workers. And so they, they are being stretched already. And so we, we had a little bit of a shortage of leaders. So we improvised and we have actually a team of 12. Like we call them the Zoom 12 disciples. <laughs> uh, and we actually help each other. So we start off uh, cubbies at uh, seven o'clock. And so we'll have someone help them to do their worship and then jump off. And then we have Sparkies at seven o'clock as well trek at seven o'clock as well so our, our church had different logins uh, but in my house we are cubbies at seven o'clock in one room uh, then i have trek happening in another room oh my, my husband teaches zoo uh, teaches a journey so they're starting off journey at another room um, and then i'm with sparks at a few minutes after seven after we i do you know uh, cubbies i start off with the worship and then so and, and we also have this thing where uh we need more than two leaders to help monitor the the group of children. So then when Sparky's finished, then, and I go on to TNT because TNT is my uh, group that I teach. So, uh, you know, so we're doing all of these. And so we get, to, I get to see all of the groups because we're multitasking, uh, yeah. but it's really, really good that we get to see all their faces. So we, we do all of these different zooms. And, and the fun part is that I thought, and this is where, you know, I always know that God has a smile on, on his face um, every Friday I tell it because I thought you know how are we gonna have everybody join and I can't believe our attendance on zoom is better than when it was <laughs> in real Awana sure. um, and so it's just so amazing and I think what I can lean back on is see when we started Awana one of the things that, that uh, Bob Bennett our missionary always said that you know Awana teaches you to disciple children it equips leaders and helps you to reach the world. So this equip leader part of it, sometimes we tend to get so involved in the program that we miss equipping ourselves. The discipleship does not mean like, you know, it, it, number of children. It's like each, it's not the participants that matter, but how long and deep you can have a relationship with these children. So because our theme was to disciple them and not just to find them as participants in a program, we just realized that it's a relationship we are, we are saving and we don't want to let it go. So we Amen. just had to make it work Amen. and it worked. That's beautiful. And we, we've heard that on in, you know, from headquarters the ministries that were oriented around relationships have been the ones that have been able to adapt to their coronavirus most effectively. And yeah. when I say most effectively, I mean with the, that sort of metric of discipleship like that you're talking about, you know, the image of you running around your house to your various screens, you must have bought yes. screens in order to run zooms uh, for a one. And, but the idea that every time you are doing that, you're logging and you're doing that, you are recognizing and you're knowing the kids who are there. You're knowing the, you know, their names, their real relationships for you. And I imagine that that 
like that is where really what the joy in your face is about that you have cultivated these relationships how do you envision when we are able to start meeting in person i have i don't know what the specifics of your state are necessarily and you know it's a pandemic so this is all unprecedented and it may change how do you anticipate what you have learned as a leader impacting you and sticking with you as you transition into hopefully a post-coronavirus world? So what I learned is that um, people who invested in this ministry connected with the God of this children's ministry. And I thank God that when something is led by God, he is a completer of all of what he began. And so all we had to do is jump on this journey with him. So um, I just want to say that, yes, there's 12 people running the Zoom, but many of the leaders who, even if they can't come on it, we never lost a connection with them. Many of them come on just to share a testimony or if they were health care workers, we'd say, hey, we're on from seven to nine. Please text me what time it's come. The kids want to pray for you. So we'll we'll have uh, leaders pop in on, on their days to come in for to Sparks or Journey. And we'll ask one of the kids to pray for them so we could still keep that connection. So when the pandemic is over and we come back, I think the first few Awanas will be lots of hugs, lots of crying. Oh my God, I can't believe you look so different now. And then we'll remember what we saw on Zoom. Oh my God, that silly hat you wore that, that, yeah. that puppet that you brought with you. We'll have so much to talk about um, and write about and, and praise God for that. We, we didn't even miss a heartbeat. That's beautiful. I love that. And, uh, and, you know, I think that for people who maybe their, their Zoom experience hasn't been as smooth, right? Whether because they didn't have as many screens as you did or just for whatever reason, parent involvement or all the different sort of variables that come with life and ministry. What I hope people hear in that is your heart for your kids and how the God of the universe is going to use your heart for those kids to adapt in no matter what the circumstances look like. So I want to make this a little bit more specific. You know, we've, we've spoken generally, but um, to use language that we like to use around headquarters, uh, this is something that's making this generation of disciples resilient, having to, adjust having to respond to adverse circumstances is just is a sort of a basic building block of resilience i'm curious when it comes to joanna's discipleship priscilla i'll just start with you how have you seen the this coronavirus impact them especially for you guys as a family where this didn't this didn't change and alter your circumstances like it did for a lot of families you guys are in the word every day you were discipling your kids well how have you seen uh, what kind of growth or what have, have you seen in Joanna during this time? So this has been the most precious time for us as a family. My husband is working from home and uh, my daughters are with me. So we get to spend more time as a family together to um, do things like baking and going for um, gard- doing gardening outside and uh, learning more about God, what God has done for us. And he's always with us. And uh, um, when we fix our eyes on him, he takes care of everything. And there is so much peace when we trust in him. So we teach them to our kids. And uh, especially with the things that has been happening, uh, we teach them that everyone are made in the image of God. And God looks at the heart, not at the persons. 
So we should, we also need to see people the way God sees them and love them the way we received love from God. Amen. Yeah. I love hearing just, um, with the coronavirus, I think it's, it becomes easy for people, for people's worlds to shrink. And as a result for, um, this belief that somehow God has gotten smaller. And I love hearing stories like yours about how it speaks to God's vastness and his uh, sovereignty, really. Um, That even though, you know, you're probably going on big trips from your living room all the way to your kitchen, you, you know, you're still being able to experience the sweetness of uh, time with the father. Um, So Joanna, now I want to ask you a couple of questions. Are you ready? They're going to be deeply, like deeply probing, super hard questions. Okay. (laughs) What do you want to be when you grow up? I don't know yet. Oh man, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need an answer. No, it's it's fine. It's totally okay. Yeah, edit that out. Edit edit that out. <laughs> no, it's, it's totally okay. Do you do you have do you have any ideas or do you have like too many ideas? You can't just pick one. I don't have any ideas. Okay. Um, can I suggest podcast host? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Um, she, she is very good at speaking, so she oh, yeah? loves to. Yes, yes. So I, she might. <laughs> <laughs> she takes videos of herself speaking and assists acting. So maybe. oh, photographs. <laughs> I was. Hey, there you go. I like that. Um, do you, so? Is your what's your favorite subject in school? Maybe I. Maybe I'll ask that question. Or what spelling? Spelling. Okay, so here's the thing for me about spelling. I mean, no, writing. Writing, okay. That's awesome. <laughs> Do you feel like you've been able to, well, let me ask this then. What's your favorite book? The or Chronicles of, of Narnia. Books? Chronicles of Narnia, that's a good one. Do you feel like you're going to someday write a book that's better than the Chronicles of Narnia? No. No? Oh, okay. So you don't necessarily want to be a writer. You just really like writing right now. And what's your favorite thing about an Awana club? I like like reciting verses and listening to the messages. Can I just say how remarkable it is? And just as a testament to your parenting, the idea that I asked her what her favorite thing about club was. And she said just the word listening. Like that's just Mm -hmm. well done to both of you. Because I think the amount of times I've asked somebody and they've been like, game time. It's like, you know, it's, I love that. I love to hear that that's, that's uh, has such a tender place in your heart for you. That's great. When you think about this time at Awana, do you feel like you're going to, are you going to keep going with Awana? Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like when you're super old like me, you're still going to remember stuff that you learned at Awana? Yeah. yeah. I try to write it down. Oh, okay. Oh. That's cool. Are you, so you're like journaling? Yeah. That's cool. One of the weirdest parts for me when I journal is realizing how bad my handwriting is. My guess is if you and I wrote something, they would be like, oh, that was written by the 10-year-old, and they'd be pointing at mine. <laughs> you think so? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I, I, I was setting you up for a few, and I'm glad you finally took that one. As you look forward to potentially club coming back uh, where you're in person, um, but you're also in this summer, you're also in this time where you may not be, I don't are you guys still meeting regularly, or what's your, your sort of schedule look like right now? So uh, we usually are done with Awana the first week of June. Okay. But we um, got together as leaders and we decided 
we are not going to end the first week of June, although we are done with Awana curriculum. We want to go until the end of June and um, we will regroup and think if we really want to even stop in June because um, we have come to understand that our children are now living in a digital Babylon. And why wouldn't we engage them? Uh, because we have found such great games to play on the computer with the kids, have fun with them, and they look forward to coming. Why should we stop for the summer? So we're going to keep going till the end of June, and then we'll, uh, we will then decide if we want to do anything more for the summer and definitely um, the Lord has opened ways. Like some of us oldies have learned how to do new things and the kids have learned to do old songs like deep and wide. And I thought nobody would want to do that kind of stuff on, on a screen. And I see they're doing it with their stuffed animals. So, I mean, that's why would awesome. we want to stop something that's so much fun? So, no, that's so cool. I don't know if we will stop oh my in gosh. June. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live for a week off of this much positivity. You guys are fantastic. <laughs> That's, I'm going to, I'm going to just keep that answer. But, um, I realized Asha, I didn't ask you and well, this will be the last question of just what have you seen in Joanna during this time in particular, um, in the season of the coronavirus? What, what, what have some of what you've seen God been up to in her? Yeah. So, um, I have seen Joanna in club. Uh, she always, uh, was an active participant in club, but on the quieter side, but not on Zoom. We see another side of Joanna. Uh, I have seen uh, that um, Joanna likes to change her voice when she's my reader of the Bible. Uh, mm -hmm. As uh, There are some other children that do this too, but Joanna likes to change her voice. And I say, so now you're reading, uh, you know, I'm giving her a portion to read and she will change her voice and have her puppet in the front and pretend she's that. So um, uh, we never thought even of doing something like that, but on Zoom, they can be whoever they want to be on the right. screen. So she'd change her voice as she would read it. Um, and I, I also um, love her honesty uh, because it's easy to recite verses in front of a computer and you can be a little sneaky about it because you could have the material in front of you. But uh, I actually called her parents to tell um, tell them that um, I'm really grateful because Joanna's honest because um, I would tell her, Joanna, do you know that verse deep? Uh, and like, mm, no, okay, so let's do it again next week. And she would say, okay, I'll do it next week. And then she would come back and I'd see her eyes roll up and she would say the whole verse, but this time it's from deep in her heart. Yeah. And I, I'm so glad that she's willing to take that challenge and uh, something that I never saw any of the Awana kids, you know, when we were in club, they'd always say, thank you for this. Oh, I love this. Or they'll say that. But Joanna actually found my email um, and she wrote me a letter a couple of weeks ago saying how thankful she was that we stayed back after nine because she had a whole bunch of verses to catch up to say. And there were all these kids that needed to say. So she opted to let the, let the other kids say and then be one of the last few to say the verse. And we stayed up late that day to finish the verse. And she actually wrote me a beautiful letter uh, thanking us as leaders for having stayed back to let them finish their books. So um, I think a lot has changed with Joanna during this coronavirus. She's become uh, outspoken through Zoom. <laughs> the Resilient Disciples podcast is powered by Awana. Awana is a global nonprofit organization dedicated to equipping leaders to reach kids with the gospel and engage them in lifelong discipleship. Awana is fueled by the generous support of individuals, churches, and organizations, as well as resource sales. 
Subscribe to the podcast today so you never miss an episode. And go to resilientdisciples.com for more resources and many more of these conversations. The podcast is mixed, edited, produced, and hosted by me, Ross Cochran. Thanks to Kevin Orris and Phil Wallace for making the podcast happen. And thank you for listening. I'll talk to you next week.